ladies. Welcome back to Everlasting Fruit. Actually, welcome back to episode two in the series, 10 Things I Wish the Church Would Stop Doing. Last week, I covered the issue in churches of not going deep with the word of God. This week, we'll be looking at three issues that are quite prevalent in the church. Again, Feel free to email me if there's an issue you wanted to add. If it's not on my list, I will make a bonus episode covering yours. As usual, my email will be in the show notes and at the end of this episode. Without further ado, let's get into it. Issue number two that I would wish the church would stop doing is neglecting to teach the congregation on how to independently study the word of God. To be honest, I wonder if some preachers or some pastors study the word outside of sermon prep, because instead of bringing a whole meal on Sunday, preachers are now bringing snacks. Did you not have enough time to prepare? Because I wonder, a lot of churchgoers do not know how to study the Bible. When you go to church, you can kind of decipher which members read their word by the quality of the word preached. Why do I say this? When the word is an emotion-inducing word pointing to self rather than to Christ, you will find that most members of the church do not open their Bibles. If they did, they would challenge the pastor. They would speak to the leadership. And if nothing was done, they would move to a church that feeds them according to their maturity. Because it is not about us. It is about God and his love for us that because of his grace, he saved us through his only begotten son, Jesus, whom we must believe by faith. And in Proverbs 1 verses 7, it states that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The book that can give church members knowledge about the fear of the Lord must be read. Otherwise, how will they know him? How will they know their Lord? How will they know what pleases him and what doesn't? How will the church members learn to obey when they don't know his commands or his instructions? They only know the surface stories. They don't know the deep word that is within the passages, within those surface stories that, you know, we've been told since Sunday school. Pastors or leaders of churches must take 2 Timothy 3 verses 16 to 17 seriously, because it clearly states that all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Scripture is meant to be taught when you teach People must learn something. And in this context, people must learn about the God whom they serve. It's for correction and training in righteousness, as well as equipping them for service as well. But if teachers are the only ones that are opening their Bibles, workers will be ill-equipped and there will be plenty of abuse and misuse of the word of God. 
People died so that we can have the right to our own Bibles in our own languages and our own dialects even. So neglecting to teach the importance of reading the word of God is like telling people they do not need to know their God. In Matthew 13 verses 18 to 23, Jesus likened the word of God to seeds that are sown on four types of ground. Along the path, the rocky ground, among thorns, and on good soil. He explained that when seeds are planted along the path, anyone who hears the word of God and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches it away. For the rocky ground, one hears the word, receives it with joy, so he endures for a while, but has no root in himself. So when persecutions and trials, when they arise because of the word of God, he falls away. For the seeds among thorns, this is the one who hears the word. But the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches chokes the word out of him. And then it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, This is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit. According to this, here are the issues that are faced with believers. They hear the word, but they do not understand it. They receive the word, but it doesn't take root. So they can't endure when trials come. And there is no follow-up that most get choked up by the issues of life and the wealth of this world. The ones that are planted on good soil are the ones who understand what the word means, what the word is saying. When you understand something, you can bear fruit in line with what you have learned. Church members need to be taught how to study the word, how to understand what it is that they read, relying primarily on the Holy Spirit. In last week's episode, we discussed how churches aren't going deep enough in the word of God. What I have noticed is that people are encouraged to memorize verses and read the Bible. The thing is, when you memorize verses, This doesn't deal with the issue of understanding what is being read. You can memorize a verse and have no idea what it means. We've all memorized Jeremiah 29 verse 11. And many of us have never actually read the whole chapter to understand it in its full context. Reading is a good start. But if people are not understanding, meditating, and studying the word, then the seed is not planted on good soil and the word will not take root. This will result in the evil one taking the word away. In other instances, the individual will be overcome by the issues of life, which leads them to backsliding. So let's learn from Jesus. He spent the time to really teach the disciples. He didn't just abandon them without equipping them. Even after his resurrection, he still came back to prepare them for what was to come. So churches need to teach the word and then teach the members how to study and understand the word. 
A church with members that are well equipped with the word is a church with members that are ready to serve and expand the gospel. So churches, stop neglecting to teach members how to independently study the word of God. Point number three. I wish the church would stop being one-dimensional. I have no other way to name this phenomenon, but there are churches that only focus on one thing. For example, there are churches that only focus on financial blessings. The whole premise of the church is how God will bless you financially. And I find that the way they interpret the word of God is also geared towards financial blessings. There are also churches whose focus is deliverance and everything is geared towards evil forces and binding and casting them out. There are churches that are focused on the healing and miracles and others just on prophecy. This is like telling God, I only want money from you. I only want healing from you. And I want deliverance from you. Jesus's ministry was all encompassing. However, he came so that you and I can be reconciled to God. He came so that we can have life in him. He died a death in our stead, so that through him, we can be justified before God. Having a one-dimensional church leads people to have a needs-based relationship with God. Churches that focus on prosperity or financial gain, healing or miracles, teach their members that God can make them rich, he can heal them, and etc. We all know that God can do this. He did it for David, for Solomon, for Job. We saw Jesus perform many miracles. But here is the thing. When people don't prosper in the way that churches interpret prosperity, it affects their faith, which was based on what they could gain. When they don't receive their healing, they fall away. When they don't get delivered, they feel that their faith is not enough. So they start to rely on works. Except we are saved by grace through faith in Christ alone. And our salvation is what bears fruit, which can be seen through works. What we end up seeing actually is the work of Christ in us that changes us internally to act right externally. Our focus should be on Jesus, our Savior and Redeemer. In Him. We can experience love, joy, peace, you name it. Because a one-dimensional church is the other reason that churches are not going deep enough with the word and why members are not being taught the word. Because if we're only focusing on one aspect of the word of God, we're missing so much more. If all we're doing is prophesying, in as much as Paul encourages it, there is so much more to the kingdom of God than spiritual gifts. You can teach about how Jesus delivers us from many things, from sin, from sickness, from the devil, greed, and so on, without minimizing the gospel. And this can be done by looking at the word of God as a whole, rather than picking things out that fit into the message of the church. 
We need to be molded by the message of the cross and not the other way around. Point number four of what I wish the church would stop doing, and that is using prophets like psychics. People are more obsessed with the gifts than the gift giver. Being a prophet is treated in the same way as going to see a psychic. And I get it. Who doesn't want a little insight into what will happen in the future? However, churches use prophets as attraction magnets to gain more members of the church or gain publicity for the church. I have once attended a small church and to my surprise, because of the prophet being invited, it was packed, packed to the brim. Another issue is something I have experienced when the prophet was doing rounds in the church, my turn came and the prophet told me to say amen. I thought to myself, like, what am I saying amen to? I've heard of prophecies like the Lord says, if you want to have joy, seek him. Like that, only God gives true joy. It's in the word. You don't need anyone to tell you that because the Bible is an ongoing prophecy. I always wonder how prophets will meet with multiple people in their office and have a word for every one of them. Because I wonder, isn't the Holy Spirit the one who gives gifts as he pleases? So does that mean that for Everyone who goes in to meet with the prophet, the Holy Spirit releases a word for them. It really baffles me, and this should be investigated. I have quoted a preacher who stated, if you want to hear God speak, read the Bible out loud. And I don't know exactly who it is, but it could be John Piper or I don't know, somebody. But if you want to hear God speak, You really can just go to the Bible and read it out loud. Literally, the Bible talks of the past, the present, and the future. When you sit with the word and meditate with the Holy Spirit's guidance, you will be exposed before the Lord. I remember reading about something completely different, like something like maybe David and Goliath, and I get convicted of a sin I completely forgot about. Totally unrelated, but when you open scripture to find out who God is, he will reveal himself to you. He will let you know that he is a holy God and he wants total obedience and cannot behold sin. I'm not against prophecy. This is not what this is about. I am not against prophecy. I am against the way it is used as a marketing ploy to get more members and many are requesting a fee for it, which I don't understand why God would give you a word to give someone or a message for a church and then tell you, make sure they pay you a hundred bucks. That's not the way. Be transparent with people that you desire payment for your time, but the word of God should be free. It is free. Check out episode 18. I speak on Matthew chapter 7 on how to recognize good fruit. It goes a little bit more in depth on false prophets because these are the times when false prophets are rampant. So beware because 
they may actually be psychics after all. <laughs> anyway, ladies, I want to leave you with 2 Timothy 2 verses 15. The KJV reads, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So we as individuals have a responsibility to study the word and to present ourselves approved to him. In this verse, Paul was reminding Timothy that as a pastor, he needed to know the word. He needed to understand it and to teach it rightly. We cannot teach what we do not understand. So open your Bibles. Don't just rely on your pastor because he may not also be opening it if all you got was a snack in church. Read it too. Study it well. Meditate on it daily. Tell your friends about it. Tell your family members. Write it down. And if you got a whole meal, be like the Bereans. They received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. With that being said, Join me next week as we discuss more things I wish the church would stop doing. Again, send me some of your church issues and I will add them to the bonus episode if they're not on my list. You can connect with me at everlasting.fruit8 at gmail.com. That's everlasting.fruit8 at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave a rating and review please tell your friends about the podcast. It really helps spread the word. And until the next time, God bless.